On today's episode, we met with top investor from Hawaii, Indar Lange. Indar got his degree in electrical engineer. After that, he became a contractor and he transitioned to remodeling homes as an investor. With seven years of experience, he has remodeled over 50 properties on his own and is currently working on over 10 properties at different stages at this time. Indar is married to Rachel. He's a proud father of Liam, who is two years old. Real estate investing for you. This is Pod Success. Pod Success. With Joe Arias, speaking to investors about the pitfalls and successes of remodels. These are top real estate investors. These are experts in the business. And this is Pod Success. Pod Success. Here is Joe Arias. Thank you so much, Eric. Really appreciate it. Today, we're, we have a very special guest. Inder, how are you? Aloha. I'm doing great. <laughs> Hello. Oh my God! How is Hawaii today? <laughs> oh, it's beautiful every day. I don't, we don't talk about weather here. It's just perfect wow. summer year round. <laughs> how long? How long you been living in Hawaii? I'm born and raised. I'm born and raised from Hawaii. I lived in California a couple of years, but I uh, grew up here. So your family's there? Yeah, my family, everybody. Yeah, I love it. Uh, tell us a little bit about. Um, I know that that you know we're all excited to hear your story, but before we do that, just wanted to hear about a little bit about you and and you know how did you start it in in real yeah. estate? And if you don't mind sharing about your family, you know, do you have any brothers and sisters? And are your parents? Yeah, yeah go ahead. I, I'm just again born and raised over here. I have a, my brother on the Big Island who's actually doing some of my flips on the Big Island, a different island. We have eight islands here in Hawaii. Uh, I do multiple islands. Um, been flipping now for a while and just grew up here in the islands. And, uh, when I started flipping, I remember there was no one doing it big. There was no one pushing the limits. And I just thought to myself, somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to figure it out. And I was like, screw it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to do this big. And everyone, you know, you get all the naysayers. Oh, you can't do it. Hawaii's too expensive. The market's too, too crazy. You just, you know, push them on the side and you just go for it. Somebody's going to do it. So it might as well be you, you know, that's my attitude. Yeah. Wow. And, 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 um, you know, did you, did you say that where, where you, where you, did you start this with a family business or it was just, it was just like you? <laughs> uh, we started, um, we started with our own stuff. That's how we originally started. We bought our own, went to the bank, leverage, whatever the bank would give us for, um, I worked as a construction in a construction company actually with my dad. Uh, I had a contractor's license and I worked under my dad and we worked for many years doing that. And I went to the bank and the bank lent me, I don't know, $200,000 to buy my own little hole in the wall box. $200,000 don't buy you nothing here in Hawaii. Mm. We got a, I don't know, a little small little box basically. Mm. I, I lived in it and I fixed it up myself and we did all the work myself, me and my beautiful wife. She was a, a girlfriend at the time. And, uh, made it real nice and in a couple of years we sold it and after two years you don't pay any taxes or any capital gains oh. and uh we we sold it we made ninety thousand, and wow and we were field. we were just yeah we were just hooked after that and instead of using that ninety thousand to buy something else we went and rented and used that 90 to start funding our gaps and just kind of start figure out flipping and start flipping homes wow. and, uh, you know that we were really hooked after that once you kind of do one you really get the bug. Did you, uh, Indar, did you come from humble beginnings or your family was, you know, economically yeah. sad when you guys started no. doing this? 
no, I, I was actually born on a, it's a banana farm, but it was a pot farm actually in Hilo, in the jungles of Hilo. Uh, we lived off of a generator and we had water catchment. We were in the jungle. It was like a 45 minute drive into the bushes. Actually, it's all covered up now where the volcano uh, just covered it all up uh, is where I was born. I was born in the house actually. Real, 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 real jungle, just middle of nowhere. Uh, and I was born, born and raised out there and uh, different growing up like that. So, wow, so you, you, you really came from, from, you know, humble beginnings. Um, obviously, you're extremely bright. And, that's the, you know, this is one of the things that I love about, about this country, about the opportunities that, that everyone, everyone gets. So, so how, did you, how did you create that education? I know you mentioned that. Was your dad in the business? Yeah, my dad, my dad had a, a real estate license a long time ago and was a kid and had a mortgage brokerage firm. So it was kind of around it, but I didn't grow up in it. In it, um, later on, uh, life happened, and uh, you know, I went to school, got an engineering degree, I got an electrical engineering degree, uh, was pursuing that for a while, and that didn't really, I don't know, pan out. And then I fell into contracting, uh, doing con construction stuff, uh, and we got into commercial con contract construction stuff, mm. and uh, just that peak. You know, the, the, the whole idea of flipping just kind of intrigued me for a while. Just like everybody else, we all want it. We all see it on TV and we all, like, want to do it. But, uh, you know, it's a lot different than seeing it to doing it. And uh, just getting some kind of uh, – we actually ended up getting into a program. And a program really, really helped us, just like real success. It's just mm. – it's, you, need, you need that program to kind of take you to – I don't know, take you from – stuck and stupid to actually pursuing it and doing it mm. um you know it really it, you got you got to have some kind of educational program that you know you got to follow it, there's no other way to, to was, really get to was your father level. a mentor figure for you or it was more like you know the 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 you know the education uh, you got no my father was kind of a naysayer more so actually even when i did my i don't know it was like my second flip i was doing a deal He's like, don't buy that house. It's horrible. <laughs> and, you know, it's a bad, it's a bad flip. And, you know, I did it. I made 60 grand and I was like, well, not too bad. And, uh, you know, my father is very, uh, old school, work hard, you know, that mentality, you know, work, physically labor kind of work. And, uh, you know, he, he does all right. But I maybe, I take mentorship from really, really successful people. That's the people I like to listen to. So I actually have, Uh, kind of as a mentor at the time now he is more of a mentor uh, a millionaire guy who uh, just you know they are the ones that outside the box thinking and they don't think like the normal people you know you always in this business and now that we've become huge um, you get a lot of naysayers and you get a lot of people and really it's just people I think just don't understand it and they're almost jealous in the sense that they they couldn't figure it out for themselves so if they can't do it why can't you and I think that almost stems uh, mentality of uh, people that, you know, wanna, I don't want put, to say put you down, but just the naysayer of, oh, you can't flip that house or what, you know, what, what you're doing, what are you doing? Because mm. people want it, people think it's easy and want to figure it out, but it's not as easy as it may seem. Yeah, let's talk about that. I think it's a very good point. And you're talking about the mindset. 
So were you, did you always have a positive and an empowering mindset around things? Or maybe you were like, now nah, you're a little bit more like, you know, part of, not that your father is like that, but we all have different facets. And how, and if you did, how were you able to revert that? I, I mean, there's this, this, I don't know, scarce, scarcity of it all, you know, especially here in Hawaii, doing these massive, my first flip, real flip was 700,000. We sold it at mill. That's just this, this, this being scared of buying that size of a house, doing that that type of project compared to I don't know in the mainland where you can buy a fifty thousand dollar house and and sell it at, you know one fifty and you don't have as much to lose you know at a seven hundred thousand dollar house you got you make it or break it so it's a little more scary and, and risky in that sense and you kind of gotta. You gotta, you gotta have a little bit of uh, kahunas here, you know, mm. to do a flip. You know, that little bit of a, you do your research, you do proper um, research, 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 and know your numbers and trust the numbers. And that's where it comes down to be. Once you trust and understand your numbers, then you can do a flip. And yeah, you gotta have, you gotta be able to ready to dive on in and do it. I think, I think there's so much people out there that want to flip, want to do it. And I do a lot of uh, meetups over here in Hawaii and a lot of talks. So much people just have that desire to do it, but they don't have that little bit of that little fight or flight kind of, you know, they see a deal or they're not, they don't take it to the next level. And uh, I think, yeah, that's what separates a lot of people. And you almost just got to get look past that little bit of it and uh, just go for it, you know, do that first deal and, and make it or break it and, and figure it out. Because once you do that first deal, you you pop your cherry, you know, that's what it is. You, yeah. You pop yeah. I'm hearing about courage. You have to have courage, but you know, did you in the past, did you have more of an, uh, uh, did you always have this positive courageous view of things or no, you're like maybe on the other spectrum? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not confident as I am now, you know, we've done, we didn't mention this at the beginning, but we've done, uh, over 50 flips now and we have, 13 going on right now wow. and I, when I say that in Hawaii you know we're holding probably about almost shy of 20 million we're holding in properties right now you know we have some rehab budgets that are we just did was 650,000 for a rehab you know crazy crazy budgets but the, the return on the ROI is, is crazy what we make on those size properties I do as well a lot of smaller ones um, that are really fun and easy and a lot of people always want to start with the smaller ones. They want to start safe with just the, like a condo or apartment building, um, just a unit. You know, they're a lot easier and safer to deal with. And um, a lot of people are just so focused on just finding that. Here in Hawaii, a lot of people are. They just want that. But a deal kind of just comes from anywhere. And uh, you've got to be ready for it and trust your numbers. And yeah, you do, you do got to be courageous in this business, at least here in Hawaii, because, uh, um, you know, the numbers are scary. It's a scary, uh, scary thing to deal with. You know, we're talking numbers that can make it or break it in life. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's probably, probably why my dad doesn't want to, he doesn't look at it the same way because he's older now and, you know, they can lose everything and it's harder to restart when you're up in your year of 60 yeah you bring such a good point such a good point there's so many people i i you know where we're experienced that they really want to get into into real estate and you know it's 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 i i think this is for everyone 
I just think that it's for everyone that has the right mindset, right? If yeah. you don't have the right mindset and, and the right rituals every every day, you know, that you're, you're you know, really creating who you are, you know, not only when you do make the 90,000, but, you know, what happens when things don't go that well and maybe you make 20,000 or 30,000 and you work really hard or you break even, you know, or yeah. you lose. Um, so yeah. what, what are your, do you have any, like, rituals, like either morning rituals or you know, rituals during the day? Uh, I'm a big fan of some of those uh, great books out Miracle Morning and you just finished reading. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of rituals and just keeping routines. Um, I'm actually of a night owl more so, so I try to wake up early, like seven-ish. Uh, I wake up early depending. I have such a flexible schedule now being that, you know, I have my own business. But, you know, I like to wake up, I'll meditate a little bit in my, uh, as I wake up and just lie there and relax. Mm. Um, and then I either read a little uh, spiritual book. I have it like a daily read or I have a little app on my phone that I read like a spiritual quote or a book. Um, just to kind of, you know, set the tone for the day. Um, I like to kind of keep my head in a positive tone because sometimes that kind of changes my mood of the day for some reason. Um, and then, you know, just the normal wash your face, brush your teeth, kind of rinse out. And then I actually try to go lie with my son right away. I, my son's up normally before me with my wife and I'll go, uh, he's up at 5.36 and uh, I'll just go lie with him in the living room and just hang out with him and, you know, keep the phone off on the side and not really try to try not to look at my phone unless it's, uh, I get, I have a lot of workers out there that I actually still run and they're sometimes calling. Uh, for Home Depot or whatever it may be, but I try to just, you know, put that on the side and just enjoy my son for the morning. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate that time with him right now. He, he's only two. So, mm. you know, I just sit there. I was just actually this morning, I was sitting there <laughs> staring at him as he's watching TV, you know, and like, Dad, stop it. You know, but, you know, it's just, yeah. it's, they're only little ones. So. How do you, I know you're mentioning about your team and, how do you deal do with the the Home Depot runs? Do you give them a card uh, and they buy, or they they call <laughs> you from Home Depot and you approve each order? <laughs> Home Depot needs to start plugging me, man. I'm uh, I'm the <laughs> Home Depot. We have the largest Home Depot here in the United States, believe it or not. It's because wow. it's it's in the middle of our city, so most of you guys Home Depot is farther away. Ours is middle, like downtown, downtown, and uh, it's the most busiest in the United States. Um, we are one of there's 33 managed accounts. We're one of the 33. We're number four managed accounts. So we're one of the largest clients. We did we did half a million with them last year alone. So I have I have like reps that come and like meet with me, make sure they just make sure I'm happy. They make sure you know all's going well because I do I don't know easy 10 plus transactions at Home Depot a day from uh, either my contractors calling me for payment. I have project managers that take the payment on the phone. And the reason I set that all up is um, I want my discount. <laughs> I'm a money pincher, man. I, I am I am cheap. <laughs> I make sure I save every dollar. Every dollar counts to me. So, you know, we get we get our 10, 20% off. I push for every transaction every time. Um, and I'm able to kind of control my materials better on my job that way. And, um, and I really I really like my discounts. And uh, of that's course. just one of the one of the ways I, I do that. And, do you have to approve every call, like not a call, every every purchase? Do they call you on your phone and you have to approve it or you have a revolving account? Uh, 
Yeah, well, no, with me or uh, my two other project managers, we can uh, do purchases. And so they'll call either, we do this through text to pay. So I just press the number one. They'll send a text to pay. So people will go to pro service on the checkout line and they'll just do a text to pay me or my project managers, whoever don't answer. And then the, the reason behind that is we like to track everything. So everything needs to be plugged into a, uh, we have an Excel spreadsheet log that it, it updates whoever whoever's plugged it in. So I, I like to know real numbers for every house, for every job. And uh, just actually a recent thing that we've been really pushing for, um, just to see where we're at in a mid project, you know, hey, we're at, you know, we're at 30,000 on this budget and we're only budgeting 40, you know, and then you can kind of see where you're at and see where you can cut costs. So really track your, track your job well, you know, throughout the, throughout the project and and at the very end you know have a really solid final number to, to see where you're at compared to what you projected and uh, then you we have a kpi tracker a key performance indicator so you can uh really button down your numbers like we're averaging 42 dollars a square foot per house right now um, uh, we have different averages we look at to see you know we've been actually over our budget on a lot of houses right now um, but you know, the good indicators to kind of grow and get better at your company. You yeah. Gotta, you got to track the numbers. You know? KPIs. And, and do you have a software to do that? Uh, is there pay software that, that our students can no. have, have access to? I just, I just have a long, um, Excel spreadsheet of, of it all like a, but there's so much great software out there at different things. You know, Google's awesome. You can find, you can find everything, you know, uh, just a simple I think it's not simple actually it's pretty long it takes a while to plug it all in but um, I like to track everything I like to know every even on my deal analyzer so a deal analyzer is super super important to me and uh, it's just how we analyze every deal we look at uh, we look at the numbers before we start a deal and uh, we use a deal analyzer to just check the numbers before we jump into a deal yeah that's very important you're right First thing you need to do is the numbers, and I I really appreciate that you said trust your numbers. I, you know, I, yeah. I think so far what I'm getting as a tip, I want to make sure that we bring value to our students. Tip number one: trust your numbers. Tip number two: yeah. be courageous. What other tips do you have? Yes, the number the numbers are so important. Um, really, really trust your numbers, and, and make sure you're on it um, with the numbers wise. Number number two would be trust yourself um you'll you'll a lot of times you'll work with a real estate agent or other people it's not their money at stake for example you need to figure out your arv what are we going to sell this house for at the very end and you'll go and ask a real estate agent what they think they're going to say some sometimes a crazy number that's a little bit higher than should be because it's not their money at stake it's not their funds so i i like to do my own research as well. Uh, I'll look at Zillow, I'll look at Redfin, I'll look at my tax map information, and then I'll check out all the comps. You know, so I am getting my own head of research of information of what this house could sell for, because that is your end all be all. That that's what you're backing everything down from is this ARV number that is dictating everything else in your project. Um, so it's really really important to have that. So I. I, I, I think my biggest tip would say, you know, do your own research and trust your trust your gut and just 
go for it on your first flip just just go for it and um oh you know a good tip for you guys all you new people anyone listening out there there's money out there when you find a deal mm. and the numbers are right there's money out there you can go to everyone here go to your small bank here any whatever state you're in don't go to your big chase or wells fargo go to the small bank whatever state you're in like here in Hawaii, uh, Central Pacific, we have it's a small, small bank, and small banks do lines of credit. They do revolving lines of credit. They'll go mostly up to fifty thousand. That, so that's super easy, and they're only asking based upon paperwork. So you're filling out your numbers, and uh, you, you know, yeah, this year we're gonna make some money. So you kind of make the numbers work, of course. You know, you smudge mm. it a little to, to. To get them to, you know, just at least lend you like twenty thousand. So actually, there's another tip, tip, tip is if they give you fifty thousand, maybe just ask for twenty at first, because the twenty is almost like it's lower than what their max is. So they're almost, I don't want to say guaranteeing it, but it, they're pretty loosely on it. And all you got to have is like a decent credit score, and and they'll give it to you for your business to start up. And then there you go. So you you got twenty to fifty thousand, you know, gap funding right there. Um, you got hard money to come in and fund your deal on the other side. Uh, so that's, that's really a great way to get gap money. And you can go to multiple banks and do this. And the cool thing about it is you get it. You don't have to use it. You can get this revolving line and just have it open and ready to go. You don't, it's a push pull. So you can use it, pay it back, use it, pull it, pay it back. And it's just there for you. You have access. Even if you want to go buy your own personal house, you know, anyone out there listening, you know, you don't, you're renting right now from somebody else. You're paying somebody else's mortgage. Go get that revolving line of credit. Then go to the bank and find out what they'll give you a mortgage for, for your own house. Even if it's a hundred thousand, they won't give you nothing. Just take that hundred thousand, use that revolving line to cover the gap. You do have to have skin in the game, they call it, but that's where your revolving line of credit comes. Um, what a and great then advice. Go and buy, then you can go and buy your own house. And even if you guys are just, you know, renting right now, go and buy something that not your end all be all house. It's your starter house. It's your rolling house to your million dollar house. And maybe you just rent it out. You don't even live in it, but at least you're getting something and you're leveraging that to start. That's such a great advice. That's thank you for that. How did you, I mean, you, you know, you're, you're just like great person. I, you know, I admire the hard work you put in. How did you overcome your first roadblocks when you, when you started? Yeah. Um, again, the, the fearful of it all is really still to this day. I, I buy, I don't know, we just, uh, a couple of months ago, we bought a $1.8 million house. Yeah. And I was asleep this night and, and I get some sleep this night when I purchased these houses, you know, is my numbers right? Is my, you know, is this a deal? It, you know, those are my biggest roadblocks. And then I think the whole roadblock, I think is almost like real estate. It's its own little new language lingo. Uh, it's its own world. Real estate, it is. And just by doing transactions and just putting my neck out there, like before I even got my first flip, we were trying to get deals. And I remember, I remember we had a deal and we're like two days from closing and uh, it fell out. And I was like so amped and this is going to be my first flip. And, you know, the numbers were good. I was so excited and that fell out two days from closing. I was like heartbroken and I was so like, 
like almost deterred. Like a lot of people would have just, ah, screw it. I don't want to do this anymore. I'll go back to my W2 job. Um, but I just took that as a, a learning uh, opportunity. You know, I learned about escrows. I learned about closing uh, transactions and all the, the process of it all. So even even a failure, failure, you know, it's still a learning opportunity. Um, and you do fail in this business. Uh, my third deal, we we lost eighty thousand. That was a that was a kick in the pants, man. Eighty grand loss. It was a huge kick in the pants, and uh, it was my mistakes and uh, construction mistakes as well. All just added up to and not being able to sell a thing. And, I think that uh, our biggest failures are our biggest successes. I yeah. truly believe okay. that I, I, you know, I can remember learning much from the deals that we did really well in the past. I can. It was, yeah, the, yeah. it was when things didn't go the way we wanted to go, where I was like, light bulb went off. And I was like, I learned this and I learned that. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, I, we, yeah. we keep on perfecting our systems, but we, you know, we're human beings. We make mistakes. Nothing is, yeah. it, it's, you know, there's, there's, you can really create systems and, 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 you know, decrease your margin for risks but that's that's kind of the beauty the learning process um tell us about your first deal like i know you were excited uh you got your first deal you you bought it um did it go everything went according to plan in your first deal give us a little more insight on that (laughs) well i i don't count my our condo that we did we don't really count as our first deal that was just money to start in this yeah Um, the ninety thousand yeah, the ninety thousand. Then at the same time, my wife dragged me into uh, one of the training programs, the classes, uh, and we signed up for that. I, I'm I all for classes. I mean, we just came back from uh, Greg Cardone's uh, event. I'm all for just learning Absolutely. and keep growing. So that 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 first class that I started just really gave me the little bit of extra nudge or edge, the confidence, I guess you can call it, to, to start doing this because I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it. And I wanted to do it, but once I went through, uh, you know, like real success, that great educational program, thank you, uh, just gave me that, gave me that confidence to do it, and, and and knowing that I have people, mentors behind me, I can ask questions, and people who are in the business doing it, you know, is a huge thing to me. Uh, I don't want to put it down to Robert Kiyosaki and their whole group, but you know, they're they're not in the business doing it, and I. To me, I appreciated being around people in the business doing because I didn't have that here in Hawaii. There was no big flippers when I started. There's people doing one or two a year, but there was no, there's developers and that's separate, but there was no one flipping Hawaii big. So I really had to uh, find comfort in others, in other markets that, you know, were doing it and trust. Yeah, and, 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 and on this right. on this yeah. first deal, did you was it like did you project everything got accomplished as you project? How much did you buy it for? How much you sold well, it? Give us so a little breakdown. Deal, I did. I did a couple. I think I did a wholesale deal first, and I just made like a five grand. That, but my real first deal was we bought at seven hundred thousand. Uh, we projected to sell at nine fifty. We ended up selling over a million. Um, our rehab budget did go a little bit above. Uh, and I had a huge pitfalls in the construction side of the things with uh, contractors. Um, uh, I hate to say it, but I uh, started using some drugs and, and I had to kick him out. Of course. My main contractor started. You, did you know this guy drugs. before? I didn't. I knew him. I knew him, and he was a good guy. And I knew he had that uh, 
you know, it's part of our business that people do drugs. Um, but and I knew he had that side of him, but I trusted his good quality. He has great quality work. He has really quality good, work, yeah. and he was, and the price was right. So you know, I of course seen it and uh, did it. You know, luckily I have other relationships in this business, and I can do it myself. So I ended up uh, jumping in and finishing the job. Uh, but I was subbing out. You know, I was hiring him to run it. Then I had my painters and plumbers and everything subbed out uh, that way, and that, that was great and all. Um, but it's a lot of work when you're managing managing your job that way with all these different subs, and uh, you know you're you're really trying to cut costs and, and and control your budget very very much so when you're when it's just you. How early uh, in the process you found out? Because you know you have a, a you, you have an advantage. You know construction. A lot of our students yeah. don't know. You know, yeah. there's we have the academy and they're you know they're learning, they're expanding, but they don't have the the, the distinctions yeah. of of distinguishing a good contractor versus you know not producing contractor. Mm -hmm. So how where in the process you are like this guy is not really performing. <laughs> Was that like at the beginning well, I, of the I, process or you were like two hundred thousand dollars in? How, how much was, was the remodel, at, by the way? It was it was at the very end of the project, and and for all you people out there who want to find a good contractor, I'll tell you a great uh, great tip: go to Home Depot, look for the guy with the bust up truck or the holes in his pukas in his shirt, or the guy with you know dirty and just grungy kind of guy. Take a picture of the back of his shirt. Call that guy up. You know. If you're going to pay for the guy with a nice truck and a nice office, they're going to cost more and they're going to cost an arm and leg. Sure, you'll get better quality, but he's just going to end up hiring that guy anyway. And uh, especially on your first flip, you're going to be so involved. You're going to be managing it and you're going to be around and you're going to be watching, you know, this and that. And you're going to be construction. You know, I have that background, but construction is really straightforward. It's really easy. Um, you know, you, you, you cut the wood, you put it in. It, it, I don't want to say... It's not rocket science, but it's easy to manage in the sense that you you know what you need done and what doesn't need to be quality wise done. Um, of course, finding a good guy is hard, but you can even go go to Home Depot, put a sign out at Home Depot. Contractors needed. Oh, watch your phone blow up real fast, and then you can start weeding out your contractors and kind of start finding the what guys a great that idea. you want, want to work with. Yeah, and and you want to have that consistent network of contractors going up because that is a pitfall in our business that a lot of people struggle with is finding a good contractor finding a guy you want to work with and then and then pitch to him wholesale to him hey you know we're planning we're going to do this big if you're brand new we're going to do this big we're going to do you know 20 homes a year do you want to come with us and do this you know i'm not going to see you every 10 years and remodel my house i want to i want to do this big you know if you want a lot of work you know give me a wholesale price um you know pitch to them that Pitch them, you are big, you know, even if you're not, you know, because you plan to be, right? Yeah, Make I think like just right on. I think another, that's such a good advice. And, you know, no one, ha this is the first time I hear it this way where you can actually go to Home Depot and put a sign and, and or even contact the, yeah. the, you know, I think that's a great idea. Um, yeah. You know, just going directly to the source, um, you know. I think it's also important uh, the fact that a contractor, sometimes we try to get the best deal. We're looking at numbers. We buy our first remodel, our first flip. But, you know, sometimes the cheapest bid is not the best bid. Um, and, and, and sometimes, you know, cheapest costs you more. Um, yeah, yeah. 
I, I suggest until, uh, you know, until, you know, that our audience gets savvy, gets good, is always hire uh, a licensed contractor. Make sure they have their yeah. license. Don't try to cut corners because, you know, you might save 10, 15% because the guy doesn't have a license because there's a reason why they don't have a license. Yes, yes. And get things in paperwork, you know, make sure you have things in writing. We've been there, done that, you know, and had things in writing. And, and you just point to the piece of paper, look, this is, you know, you have contracts and everything in place. Um, Absolutely. I, I, li- I, like, I like to have licensed guys. And it, I actually like, I like foreign guys, actually. I like foreign people. I like people. Uh, we, we're here in Hawaii. We have a lot of Filipinos. We have a lot of Chinese, a lot of foreign people that come to work. Um, and they work hard. They want to work. My Filipino guys. They send their money back home. You know, they want to work Saturday. They they show up there. They're at work 30 minutes before they can start, you know, and they want to work. And, and uh, I, I appreciate that in guys that just want to work and work hard. You know, then I don't have to babysit them. Um, they'll get the job done. Uh, you know, it's different. I, I hate to be stereotypical, but in, in like our, some of them, you know, Chinese guys, for example, they're very fast and sloppy. So that's where you come along. Hey, you know, Let's make sure this is, you know, plumb right here, and let's make sure we button this up and this tile is straight. And you, you know, that's your job to kind of be the quality control guy sometimes, especially in your new. Um, but uh, you know, you can find some great workers if you look for uh, foreign people that come to this country because they just want to work. They want to work hard and want to bust their ass, and you know, that's what I like. That know? yeah, that's great. <laughs> And now, the top 10 questions. The top 10 questions. With Joe Arias. Indar, if you were given $10 million, what would you do with it? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um, not spending on nothing other than real estate. <laughs> real estate is... <laughs> so, I, I, I like every avenue of real estate. I like flipping. Uh, we do a lot of burr, buy and hold, uh uh, investments. We do a lot of burrs. Um, we do, I would like to get into private money and lending myself as we try and get bigger, you know, get a return, a good return on my investment there, as well as uh, I would like to get into coaching and just start uh, teaching people more. Right now, I just help people just for fun, just not for fun, but just to help people. I think we're, uh, we don't need to be, there's no competition. In this we'll business. make sure that, that we get you in our academy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Number two. I, I just tell me. Oh, what would I? Oh, yeah. I never said what I would do with the ten million. I think I'll just buy a rental Real estate. and oh, buy right. multi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Multi-family, big buildings, commercial buildings, and live off of that residual income. You know, invest it into something that will produce capital in return. I think so. Beautiful answer. <laughs> Number two. What has your mother taught you? Um. My mom is a very spiritual woman, uh, does acupuncture massage. She's more, keeps me grounded a lot of times when I get stressed in this business. And uh, she's uh, really just helped me keep grounded in life and uh, keep the spirituality side of things. And, and you know, all the other good mom, mom stuff that she does, of course. Uh, yeah, my mom, of course, love my mom. Number three, what is your why? Uh, right now, my why is now my newborn son, you know, creating a legacy for him. I, I just bought a rental that is going to pay itself off in 18 years. So when he's 18, here you go, son, you have a free and clear house that's for you 
to manage. You know, it's worth a hundred now. Maybe it's worth two hundred thousand then. You know, here you go. Here's two hundred thousand, really, of a, a property. You can do whatever you want, and uh, that's my why. To create a trust for him, to create a legacy for his, even maybe his family to come, so they don't have to work as hard as you know I do. Question number four: When you were a kid, what were you afraid, and why? Um, when I was a kid, I was afraid of why? I don't know, girls. <laughs> You know, we're always. Um, I don't know. I was pretty adventurous as a kid, growing up on a big island. Um, you know, just life, life, and uh, all the normal kid stuff, I guess you can say. I, I can't, I can't really recall. Excellent. <laughs> what was the best piece of advice you can give to someone that wants to start into remodeling? Just. Just do it. Take that first one and just do it. If you're on the edge and you're not sure, just do one a year. For anyone out there who kind of wants to do this, just do one. Just do one. It'll blow. It'll blow your mind. Who would want that extra forty? You know, minimum we make is forty grand. Who would an extra forty grand a year? Just do one, one a year, and that just changes your whole life right there. That extra forty grand to hundred grand, whatever income that is. You know, who wouldn't want that extra uh, mm. income? Just, just one. Just one. Question number six. Yeah. If you could ask God one question, what would it be and why? <laughs> uh, so much thoughts going in my head in that way. Uh, I have a best friend who passed away. Of mm. course, those kind of thoughts go, go through my mind. Um, I don't know. Well, what we What are we here for, maybe? Or what's the purpose of life or, mm. you Beautiful. know <laughs> I, I'm not, so much questions you can ask. yeah number seven what has been what's been your biggest obstacle in life myself myself I limit myself I mm. think as a human being I, I I think I put roadblocks in myself I mean we're the largest corporate here in the state and I think I'm so tiny compared to everybody else or um You know, I almost limit myself. Oh, we can only do this or we can only do that. And we can do so much more as a human. You know, there's so much people out there doing always more than us. And uh, we always kind of limit ourselves to even how hard we work or what we do. You know, we can always do more. We can always do better. And uh, I think my myself is my biggest, biggest uh, limiting Got factor. It. Number eight, yeah. what would you like to be remembered for? Just a legacy for my son, you know, just my family, uh, taking care of my family, and, and that's that's all that matters to me. Um, family and friends, of course, um, to really just create their wealth and success later on in in their life. Uh, that's my most beautiful. Question number nine: Where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, five years. Um, Still flipping, but more sitting on uh, multifamily, uh, buying residentials, more doing uh, doing more buying hold stuff as well as uh, flipping, uh, and, and then getting more into wholesaling. We only wholesale a few deals here and there. We mostly take them all on, um, but even getting to more wholesaling as well. No one wholesales in Hawaii. So all sellers out there, no one wholesales in Hawaii yet. So mm, you know, it's it. a market that can be done. Gotcha. Question number ten. What has been the biggest lesson you learn in real estate? Um, to 
to just do it to um trust your gut research um biggest lesson so much lessons i think the biggest lesson is is doing it is being involved in it and, and you just keep growing and learning about the process of real estate um my wife is studying for her real estate exam right now and she's asking me all these questions and all these things that i know and i don't even have a real estate license so just being around it and being a part of it you really just keep growing and learning and you're learning from others and now that i'm a uh, successful at it you know i get to hang out with some of the other big dogs in the business and learn from them and and they i rub shoulders with them hey what are you doing in your your market what works for you you know so i can try it in my market and and uh just learning from each other has really been thank you this is beautiful um you know i just want to acknowledge you take a moment and acknowledge you because you're a testament of action you're a testament of passion i can see in the tone of your voice and your you're you're just a childlike mentality and creation and <laughs> and you know yeah sure money is important and living a legacy for your family it's 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 one of your yeah. main goals but like under under you know the the silver lining, I really hear your passion and 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 your you know your stand for people to take action and fulfill their dreams, and I love that. Yeah, I mean, I just want everyone else to just get a little bit more in life, and you know, it doesn't it doesn't even other businesses and other flippers here in Hawaii, it doesn't hurt me that they do a deal or it doesn't. I'm all for helping each other and getting each other successful and. Uh, there's plenty to go around. There's plenty of abundance in this, in this, in our business, in this world, you know, so we can all, we can all this. And that's why I love what you're doing with helping each other and, and really think it's awesome that having a educational program to really help, help out other people is, is the key because, you know, we can't do this alone. We, we need that extra kick in the pants or that extra guidance everywhere. And, and so much times I, I reread things or all these, different uh, things I like to learn and it's just that little bit of light that little light bulb goes off oh I should have do this and that's it sometimes that's mm. it sometimes you just get that little reading or that little thing that you may have missed or caught and it just that light bulb goes off and mm. bam you're at it you're at it and it all of a sudden a deal comes or whatever it, it may be uh, it's sometimes that little nudge and and you know we we're willing to spend the money sometimes on stupid things and um uh, and I, I forgo that and I like to buy, you know, I'll go to these different real estate events and these different educational programs. I like to always take my money instead and, and spend it onto that. You know, I have a, I have a personal life coach right now that I spend the money on. Uh, you know, I have a mentor and, and things like that, that I'd rather spend my money onto that kind of thing that will better me. Yeah. You know? How much money have you spent on, on education? If you add it all oh, up. Man. Um, uh, uh, the first one we signed up was like thirty five thousand uh, for that program. Um, another one we do. I have one, a coach right now. It's five grand a month. Uh, excuse me, five grand a year for uh, that coach. So maybe and like I'm, a little bit under a hundred thousand. Yeah, probably about that. Yeah, yeah. Just throughout the years of, of trying the different ones out there and, and being a part of all the different different ones and. Uh, it's really good to find a program with people who, who are doing it and you know, have been in this business like you are and, and really, you know, giving back to help each other because it's, it's great to listen to other people that are doing it, I think. And, uh, you know, they, they, can, they can share their, 
real life experiences. You know? Beautiful. Well, Indar, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I want to thank you on behalf of myself and, and everyone. Um, you know, if, if, if our students want to reach out to you, maybe they want to uh, work with you. Uh, is there a Instagram or Facebook or a phone number or an email? How do they, how can they contact you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, post, uh, Facebook and Instagram is Indar Hawaii, I-N-D-A-R. Uh, email is Indar at our home investments, I-N-D-A-R at our home investments.com. And phone number 808-989-2323, 808-989-2323. I'm always open book and here to help anybody. You know, I'm very open. We do some meetups now and have some great groups of people here in Hawaii. Just anyone who wants to meet up, just, you know, talk story and learn from each other. You know, that's what I like to do. You know, if you're going to meet up and talk to me, bring something to the table, you know, maybe you can share something. That would help me as well. You know, I'd like to give and give and take sometimes. Absolutely. Either thank you so much for being in the show. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Aloha. Thank you.